Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. <laughs> Welcome to episode 122 of the Whiskey and Whitetails podcast. You're home for mediocre whiskey reviews and sometimes hunting conversation. This week, we're going to do both. We're going to do both for you, so it's a special edition. I'm just kidding. Uh, but we're going to get into a little bit about turkey season, some things about some of our favorite hunting spots and distilleries, uh, some a few random things we've come across over the week, and did I miss anything? No. All right. Well, stay tuned. Going warfighter, <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. <clears throat> I want to meet that guy. Yeah, you should. I'm going to invite you to a game. Uh, they have we have a couple games. He's got a game on John's Island sometime. I think yeah. it's or John's Island, and we have one over. They have one in um, on Daniel Island, which are a little closer to you than the rest let's of them. Do, so. Let's do a John's Island. I'll make it happen, Captain. Yeah, I'll let you know when it is. Hopefully, that guy's there. I yeah, <laughs> he's a fun one. You will. I won't even say a word. You'll know exactly who he is. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Exactly. Anyways, what's uh, up, man? Dude, I was going to say, looking good in that shirt, bro. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. I can tell. I can tell. Yeah, I've been... Uh, Getting a little inch, some inches on them pythons. So, yeah, I am. As yeah. matter of fact. It uh, feels good, doesn't it? It does. feel great, yeah. <laughs> when people are like, you've been working out? I'm like, yeah. I have. <laughs> as a matter of fact, I have. As a matter of fact, I've been working out pretty hard. Yeah, I, uh, I changed my routine. And, uh, you know, for the first, like, three months, we, we you know, you and I both kind of decided to get back into this and start focusing a little bit more on our health. Um, I stuck with a really baseline generic, like, uh, like baseline strength building program. It was, um, Windler you know, starting strength. It's like squat three times, you squat three times a week and then you're, you're benching shoulder press, deadlift, um, and sometimes rowing. It's just very basic, big lifts just to get that underlying strength back mm -hmm. in the last couple of weeks. I, um, I switched it up to doing a push pull, leg routine so yep. like you know I, I just smoke chest and shoulders and triceps basically one day and then it's 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 a bro split more or less but yeah. you know it's just different and i like that one because i can be creative like i was doing the other one because it it was mindless it told me exactly what to do and how many reps i didn't have to think about it and i wanted to do that so i could focus on the routine and making the habit and not have to think so much about what i was doing now that I've got it as a habit and I'm not th like I just I know Monday, Wednesday, Friday, my lift days. I have other days where I'm doing other things, but I don't I do not miss those Monday, Wednesday, Friday lifts. That's not yeah. non-negotiable. Yeah, me. I find other activities to do in the other time. Sometimes it's just playing ball with the kids or other things. Sometimes I go for a run or walk. But those three things are not those three days are non-negotiable. Um, it's been fun because I've been able to start working in other lifts and focusing on certain muscle groups and things like that a little bit more. But um, I haven't really noticed, you know, when you look at yourself every day, you don't notice the difference. Yeah. But it's not until someone else goes, hey, meh. Yeah. So, yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. That's, like, that's what I, I did, uh, the like, the traditional Mondays. Right? It doesn't matter what day it is. It's like today is leg day. We'll leg start day, with yeah. leg day and then. 
the reason I've always done it that way is because I like it. Ta- well, I want to smoke myself, so mm-hmm. I got to take an hour just to kill my legs, and then I got the next day I'll take an hour just to kill my chest, yeah. just to kill my back, and I'll do uh, arms full day. So my back day now is an hour and a half because I do forty five minutes lower back, forty five minutes upper back, yeah. and it has been a brutal mm-hmm. dealing with this uh, rotator cuff injury. But I, th- I think it's it's getting pretty Better. good. It's get like the move the movement has gotten has gotten better, but I can tell by my shirts. Mm-hmm. Like when I put on a shirt, it's like I'm, my arm's like kind of squeezing into an arm thing. And yeah, then yeah. also at, like at night when there's a shadow, like if I wake up in the morning and I'm like scratching my arm yeah. and I look at my arm, I'm like, oh shit, look at them triceps. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a, like a, a comic or a cartoon whenever like a normal person stands and then like, but their cat, their shadow ca- is like the Hulk. Yeah. It's like, that's, <laughs> th- that's their superhero alter yeah. ego. <laughs> yeah. You remember Don Mazzetti, those Don Mazzetti videos? No, the guy that like he was, uh, it, they were old. It was like back in the day, but no. he uh, he would go to. I think he still does stuff, but he would go to a gym and just like do crazy workouts that nobody would ever do. He was like the first one to start making fun of gym stuff. Oh yeah, my, I bet if I saw the videos, yeah. I would remember him. Yeah. He had like that real Jersey accent. Is he the one that had the the uh, the skit about uh, his new haircut? Yeah, yeah. Is that the same guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he used to, he used to always do the GTL thing, Jim Tan Laundry. Yeah, it's Friday. You know what that yeah. means? Yeah, get a new fucking haircut. No, I think it's a different guy. Oh, is it? Uh, he, but he, well, he always he did this thing where he would put on deodorant, and so he'd be in the mirror putting on deodorant. And he'd be like, "Take these broken wings," as he's applying deodorant, and you just see his traps his, exploding. His yeah. yeah, and so now when I put on, I kind of, I'm gonna start again because it's summertime coming, but I've, I've quit wearing deodorant. Like, period. I know, disgusting. No, but it's, it's not. I don't stink, you know. No, um, I, I stopped wearing deodorant back in December when I, we, yeah. we dove into, like... The metals in it. The metals Scary. and aluminum and the stuff it causes yeah. and the endocrine dis- disruptors. Mm-hmm. I switched to a... Um, for so long, when I was younger, I, I would sweat really bad, and it was embarrassing because I'd have, you know, sweaty armpits, and it'd be yeah. wet. So I would be, like, really heavy on the antiperspirant, like, chalky mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but after learning everything I did, I switched to one that's just a... Just a deodorant, it just smells better. Um, so I switched to like a charcoal one, but they're hard as a rock. So when I oh, apply really? it, it just like it hurts, it rips your and hair so out. I, yeah, it does. <laughs> so I kind of quit wearing it. And it's like, I don't, I told Andy, I was like, if there's ever a point that you're like, you stink, just yeah. tell me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, I know summertime's coming, I'm gonna start wearing that charcoal stuff again. It's just, yeah, but it, uh, it wears mine. The stuff that I wear wears off after a bit. Yes, yeah, so a couple times I've like yeah. gone to lift later in the day and I reach out to grab the bar and dip under to squat, and I'm like, Whew. Oh, I know I stick at the gym. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. I take a shower in the morning. I go to the gym and take a shower in the afternoon. So, like, and I, I, you know, the, whatever that guy's name was that did that comedy skit about how long you're supposed to wash your armpits. Oh, yeah. So, like, now I do it. I do 14 scrubs. Well, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six. I do 14, like, scrubs in each armpit. Nice. Um, it's been working well. Cool. But... What were we talking about? I don't know, but man, <laughs> w- welcome to our personal hygiene edition of the Whiskey yeah. and White Tales podcast. Um, well, I mean, we you know we talk about it from time to time, but we don't really update it. Yeah, that's true. I guess um, so. Yeah, it's that's, important to take care of yourself. Yeah, just don't go down the weeds like we have on all the shit that's bad for you because you'll find yourself wanting to to live in a, in a glass house with no yeah. metals or other it's byproducts. Or we quit using Tide. Like I got natural andy's getting ready to start making making some making detergent yeah she needs to talk to jessica okay jessica made detergent yeah yeah it's it's a lot of work it's like borax or something it's a lot of work which i thought um, was an animal <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot of work particularly for us because we have five yeah, you know, five yeah. people in the house so we go through a lot of detergent so jessica's actually gone to just purchasing some that's healthier mm-hmm. uh, but for you guys it's just you two at the house you could make she made this huge jar and it lasted about a month month and a half it was just just dry mm-hmm. it probably lasts you guys quite a while yeah we do lingerie once a week so oh dude that would last you yeah. probably half a year then yeah i'll have any texture yeah it's um it's funny because like our neighbors they're they're always like we love when you guys do laundry because we do it on the weekends you yeah because yeah, yeah. they're like you can smell the tide and you can smell <laughs> the dryer sheets and all this stuff and uh tyler um Andy was outside doing something, and Tyler was like, hey, did you guys change your laundry detergent? <laughs> That's funny. She told me that. I was like, he could smell that? That's really funny. <laughs> Our dryer vent's right by their door, I guess. It just, bl- just blows straight over across there. the little. Yeah. yeah, that's funny yeah. as shit. <laughs> but yeah, take care of yourself. Don't uh, don't don't be putting a bunch of chemicals in your body. I, I was looking at videos from like the like when videos first came out. Like I wanted to see what – I can't remember where it was. Somewhere in New York. Maybe it was New York, uh, but – like city, but I was looking at videos of it, and it's like not a fat person in sight. 
It's like, oh, really? It just isn't. Yeah. And then all the comments on the video were like, well, does the depression. It's like, okay, well, let's see how bad the depression yeah. was. And uh, there was food around. People no. were eating. Yeah, there's plenty of food. I mean, maybe not plenty of food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe uh, not out west. If you look, I mean, if you look at the, uh, if you look at the, the, the data, we'll just use that word. Like how many um, people starve to death from the Great Depression? Yeah, no, but I mean, like in terms of like obesity and fat people, oh, yeah. if you look at when that started, we'll call it a we'll call it an epidemic because that's what it is. That's like what the they say, by it. by the next ten or fifteen years, half or like half of the population, yeah, or or whatever it was. Someone said the other day, like one in two people. I mean, so just half yeah. <laughs> are going to be considered obese. Um, but if you look at the introduction of things like lard and um, and like vegetable oils, yeah, and all these Crisco seed oils, and the and the when the big push for like heart healthy grains and yeah. all this stuff that causes inflammation. Um, if you if you look into the data of when that start when that stuff started. And when the numbers of obesity started to increase, it directly correlates mm-hmm. with that. Um, the and, government and, lied to us. And if you go look at, yeah, I, I, no way. <laughs> um, if you look at the studies where like uh, beef and cholesterol were demonized, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, uh, you can see where like Coca-Cola and people associated with the sugar industry and grain industry funded those things. Yep. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty shitty, but uh do your own research, folks. Learn learn about nutrition and, and micronutrients, not just macronutrients, and where 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 they're most bio uh, bioavailable. And you'll find that uh, just real food is where it's at. Also, not processed shit. The my biggest thing that I've learned was uh, overeating because I was always like, I don't overeat. Like I only eat twice a day usually. I'm mm-hmm. not really that. I'm not a super hungry person. But the problem is, I was sitting down and crushing like six tacos, some nachos, right? You know, all this stuff. But now. If I get something at a restaurant, I'll typically eat half and bring the other half home. Yeah, and the same thing I, at home. I'm not measuring food, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm eating way less. Yeah, it's in, it's uh, if if you if you break the meals up throughout the day instead of because because it's easy to tell yourself, oh, I eat, only eat once today. Yeah, but if you sit down and crush six thousand calories yeah. once a day, yeah. it's still six thousand calories. But uh, but if you don't let yourself get that hungry by just eating smaller meals and and some healthy snacks throughout the day, I find that that helps me not because uh, I will binge eat. I'll I'll wait. I'll do something for breakfast and be like, all right, I'm going to come back in two hours and get something else small to eat to keep myself kind of going. Time will fly. I'll get busy. It'll be dinner time. And I'm like, Fuck, I haven't eaten all day. Let's yep. go to town. And then it's before you know it, yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, before you know it, I've had way too much. So my problem too is snacking at night. Like, well, I'll, I'll do Triscuits because they're healthy, you know? Yeah. And then now it's like grapes. I've Green grapes. Dude, dude the, I don't know if I've ever had a green grape. I used to always get the red and purple. Ones. Oh, greens are my favorite. Unbelievably the good. Big, uh, the Sam's sells these ones. They're like they're called like cotton candy grapes, mm. and I swear to God, they're just slightly smaller than a golf ball. Wow! And they're crunchy. Yeah. And I like to throw those son bitches in the freezer for like twenty minutes and get them good and cold. Mm-hmm. Sit down and yeah, yeah, <laughs> crush crush them. Yeah. And, and you gotta be careful. You get the shits pretty quick eating yeah. that many grapes. But I did. I ate, I ate too many grapes. Remember, I did that with oranges. I ate like twelve yeah, oranges, oranges one day. Same thing, I just yeah. fell in love with them, and I just I had twelve oranges in a day, and I was so sick. Yeah. But no, I did it, and I ate too many grapes. I was laying in bed, and I was like, shit. But now I know. literally. Yeah. I didn't. I just like, so like I'll deal with it in the morning. <laughs> oh man. All right. I'm gonna so, pour a what are we pouring? Bourbon. Uh, I think I'm gonna have the the old trusty Baker Seven, the we're old, gonna, the old gonna do wine this, bottle. Are we gonna make this a sip? No, no, okay, no sips. Nobody sent us any, so you're right. No sips. No we, sips. We have you gone through them. all sips. Yeah. That uh, that cork's starting to yeah, it's uh, it's inside the bottle some, but you, you know, icky. It's an old bottle. I wish they put years on them so you could tell how old it is, but it's definitely old. They haven't made this bottle in at least four or five years. Yeah, I have. I still have a bottle at home, and it's got about the same amount in it. And I just I, I milk it like if, if I ever want to taste, it's like a little. I take one of the mini glens I've gotten from a distillery. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like a quarter ounce pour and just have a little sip. I have like nine of them. If you'd like do you another really? one, <laughs> yeah, I'd even buy it off of you. Maybe maybe I'll say four hundred dollars. I still owe you seventy for that Russell's. Don't let me forget. Yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. This is good. This smells delicious. Oh, I didn't need some. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have to, you know, I just. Peanut. Yeah, it does smell good. I, I've always liked it. And uh, it sucks they changed it. On the you ever had, uh, have you ever had the candy, the uh, elephant peanuts? Mm hmm. That's what I smell. Yep. A lot of peanut and bean products, especially yep. on the. 
on the swallow. God, it's such a good bourbon. Mm. I wish I could share that with people, but that's like my guilty little, nobody gets that. It's mine. It's mine. Mine. It's mine. I would pour it for somebody if they came over, but I might send Patreon. I don't let people over in my house. I might send Patreon the rest of this bottle. Hey, that's what you get if you're if you're a Patreon member, by the yeah. way. Yeah. They're I'll getting, uh, the sampler tier guys are getting both of those Jack Daniels that we did a couple weeks ago and nice. um, that Russell's pick. And I tried to get more of the Russell's picks, but they're they're gone. So, rightfully so. Yeah. The Walshels. Yeah, rightfully so. The so, um, Go ahead. I was just thinking, yeah, I'm going to throw the rest of this in sample bottles and uh, we'll just like, we'll do the, the lottery thing. It's a good move. The red ball. So you get three. There'll probably be four pours out of that. So four people will win. Nice. Yeah. I might do that tonight. Something to consider if you're not a member of our Patreon, you can join for as low as, is it three or five? I always forget. Three I or five dollars. $5 a month. All kinds of cool stuff. Hop in there and ask access to our Discord server and hang out and chat. And we talk in there all the time. Got woke up this morning with uh, some Discord action. So, all right. Do you want to do hunting spots or just whiskey stuff first? Uh, I don't know. Flip a coin. Well, before we do that, I want to do. I want to talk about the. You sent me. A, I didn't look at the reel, but you sent me. Oh, yeah, a yeah. reel, and you said, uh, "Let's add greyhound coyote hunting." Yeah. To the uh, to do list. So. Yeah. Andy told me about this. Really? Yeah, okay. she's all into working dogs. Of course. So she told me about this a while ago, and I was like, that's a fascinating, but she couldn't find a video of it. And so she finally found one the other day and sent it to me. Nuts. Yeah. It's crazy to think that a greyhound would chase down and rip apart a coyote. It looked like they were, it was the videos from a distance. Yeah. Moving. The, those, those dogs were not running without purpose yeah and, and once they achieved their goal they were rewarding themselves i'll put it that oh, way yeah. <laughs> it's four or five wild that a dog would i mean it's funny because it's like pit bull fighting is illegal as it should be but like this for like well, it's, it's, <laughs> they're, because they're invasive species coyotes, man. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. destroying like turkey populations and other you know fawns in the spring it's just like can I, you think of the first guy that made that work he's like i wonder if this greyhound what are because they, they love to run yeah i wonder if they'll chase Okay, I wonder. Like, I wonder if it was. It? I wonder if it was. Deli- I wonder if it was deliberate. If it was an accident, give them a taste of coyote meat. And Maybe. Like, okay. <laughs> I need more of that. I know. I know that greyhounds are, are you know are used for racing, but is that yeah. is that what they were bred to do to race, or do they yeah. have lineage in something else like chasing lions, like Rhodesian Ridgebacks, or something like that? I don't know, Andy. Uh, you tell us. I, 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 I'm pretty sure <laughs> that uh, they were bred for racing because uh, they've always been racing dogs, but they could also be like rabbit hunting dogs. It's true, I guess. But the, I, the, I don't know if they can fit inside of a burrow, so maybe they're I don't know. I, I don't. I, I know they're fast, but I don't know if they're fast enough or agile enough. Probably to catch not a rabbit. agile enough for rabbits. Rabbits are pretty pretty shifty. Yeah, they can. They're like a I don't sport, but insert a fast running back person. Oh yeah, I don't <laughs> sport. Um, yeah, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. So rabbits are the Bo Jacksons of <laughs> field NFL. Oh shit, that's good. Yeah, it sounds um, fun, though. Yeah, I would love to go experience it. I don't know how much the, you know, human is involved, but... I don't know. I, did you see the one I sent you of the guy doing some falconry from his car? No. He's got a tiny little falcon. Don't even know what kind it is on his arm. Yeah. He's just driving through a, a parking lot and hunting this particular little birds, and he just drives up, kind of whips it, almost like a drive-by, and puts his arm out, and the, the bird, the little falcon takes off and... What? Grabs this little bird and just going to town. With it. Yeah, it was cool as shit. It looks like he's in the middle of town somewhere, like a yeah. shopping center. Could be. There's like a, they want to get rid of pigeons or something, and they bring. It these was guys. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fagra. Mm. I don't know. Pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Um, well, since we're talking hunting, let's do hunting. I wanted to do because we get asked a lot um, our favorites, and, yeah. I, and I guess. I mean that's the point, right? We should we should be talking about our favorites. Save you some time. Like what what is fun? Yeah. Uh, most people, I think, that hunt will probably start out with the with the deer the deer hunting thing. Um, so for me, for deer hunting, I think my favorite place is probably in the mountains, like the camp. I wrote Camp Hero down. Yeah, that's, um, that's on my list for sure. But my second would be lottery hunts because you apply for it, you may or may not get it. When you get it, it's like awesome and it doesn't i mean other than paying for the ticket which yeah. usually isn't that much money that knowing that you got to go out there to a place you've never been before yeah that no one else is allowed to hunt and scout it and try to find it's a good test of skills mm-hmm. and um 
also just the ability to see these properties that the average person can't go see. Yeah. I, I really enjoy lottery hunts and you can find that on most of your uh, local like DNR websites. Yeah. They're generally, um, you know, states have, most states have protected wildlife areas or wildlife and WMAs, wildlife management areas or some variation thereof. And some of them allow hunting on them as, as a, as a means to help control the population. It's particularly popular here in South Carolina, I think, because so many of those places are islands. And yeah. while we all know that deer will cross, some of these are near parts of the river or, or surrounded by rivers where the the water moves at a pace that most deer are not opting to, to yeah. cross that. And so if, if, if hunters don't help out, you know, you, you run the risk of, and, you know, we, we go to another episode down the, down the list of reasons why population control is important and management is important, but, um, because there's not a lot of, in some cases, predators or, or other hunting opportunities, DNR has to manage it somehow. So allowing a few select folks to come in and hunt, not only is it fun, like you mentioned, but usually there's not a lot of pressure. So yeah, you almost always come home with something yeah. almost, or at least see stuff, right? Cause you can go out on, on, on public stuff. land and not see deer. Yeah. Unfortunately, it, it's just the way it is. But when you go on these hunts, usually the pressure is low enough that you see deer for sure. It's like when I went to Bear Island, if I had a bow... It was a rifle only hunt, which I'm pretty out of practice for, you know, not sitting under a feeder. Yeah. Shooting a deer with a, with a rifle, with a scope anyway. Mm -hmm. I could have done it if I didn't have, the scope is what screwed me up. But it's probably the biggest deer I've ever seen in South Carolina. And it walked right in front of me and it did not respond to meh. Nothing. Nothing. He just, he was running his rub line, which is funny because I was walking, I wasn't even going to hunt there. I had my uh, climber. And I was walking through a path, and I jumped a deer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, he'll come back. So I walked straight to a tree and climbed up it, and he did. About 20 minutes later, he came right back. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I had to, I was trying to use a shooting stick, and then the stick went through the grate of the, mm. of the climber. So by the time I was like, okay, squeeze your knees around the shooting stick because I don't want to drop it. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And then I'm trying to get this rifle up, and then he was just moving. He wasn't stopping. But was, if I had a bow, it would have been a dead deer. Quite the kerfuffle. Yeah. And then other places, you know, like I did the bow hunt at, um, web web. And, yeah. And, um, same thing. It was too far away. Mm -hmm. They were, there were deer there. It's just, sure. if I had a rifle, I would have slammed it, but it was a, yeah. it was a bow hunt only. Yeah. When we did that, we did that a lottery hunt a couple of years ago out on, um, what was that? The Bono ferry or I think it was Bono ferry. Um, it's huge tract of, of land. It's split up into two sides and they rotate each year. So one year the lottery hunts will happen on one side, and then the veteran youth hunts will happen on the other, and then they flip-flop the next year. Yeah. Um, saw tons of deer. Mm -hmm. uh, bumped deer, you know, took a shot at one, which was way further than I should have missed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's lot, there's tons of deer out there. Surprisingly, though, when we went to the skinning shed, do you remember that? There, you know, there weren't that many people bringing in deer. For the number of people that showed up for the, yeah. the check-in and the in-brief and orientation yeah. thing, there, there weren't that many deer killed. It was also the tail end of the season. Yeah, I think they were a little pressure. It was like December, I think, when we finally yeah. when we got ours. So it, it was, was definitely uh, cold because I remember uh, we froze to death. Yeah, we remember we were going <laughs> to camp. We were going to stay the night yeah. and camp in the morning. We were going to stay out at uh, Livingston's property before his house was finished. We were just going to sleep in that silo. Yeah. And, uh we got into our sleeping bags, and the, even with the heater on, we were both laying there, and you were like, you think we're going to hunt in the morning? And I'm like, not if I can't fall asleep. Yeah. And I was, he's like, well, you think you're going to be able to sleep? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. I couldn't. And he was like, well, then why don't we just go home and hunt tomorrow afternoon? I'm like, yeah, sounds good. So we packed all, even after we, we spent an hour getting set up, we were like, fuck this, and just packed our shit up and like, it, it was, was so cold. I, still th I don't think we were prepared for how cold it was going to be. No. I think I we underestimated that for sure. It would have been miserable if we had been far away from home and didn't have the ability to just hop in the truck. Yeah. I slept in the truck at some point. I think you went home and I slept in the truck. Did you? Yeah. Because I remember, because that, that truck does, uh, the fuel pump makes some weird noises sometimes. Uh -huh. Like, it sounds like there's air bubbles in it, which isn't a normal thing. But I remember it kept me, I couldn't sleep because huh. of the, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this truck? Because I had just gotten it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, yeah. So lottery hunts. Lottery so hunts. The deer hunting thing is, is, is that. But outside of deer hunting, what do you think your favorite your favorite hunting is? Outside of deer hunting, uh, it's a pretty close tie between turkey and waterfowl duck yeah. hunting. Um, I've not had a chance to do any like strictly geese hunting like out in the field in the layout blind. I'd like to try that sometime. 
Um, done a good amount of duck hunting and that's a ton of fun. Yeah. Now, I, the, 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 I would like to find a place where you can hunt f- like mallards and other ducks in flooded timber, not mm-hmm. from a blind. So we've, we hunted from some blinds, some really nice blinds, you know, like you see online with the, um, TVs and heaters and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, We've done that. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's a great way to spend all day. But I would like to actually get out in the water and my waders, you know, leaned up against, you know, a big cypress tree in the swamp with some dogs and, and hunt with dogs and try. I, I haven't done that. If that, if that gives you an indication of my experience level with duck hunting, it's not, I, I, haven't, I don't have a ton of experience. But what little I've done, I've really enjoyed. I've also really enjoyed the turkey hunting I've done. Um, so speaking of that, the flooded timber thing, you never responded. To this to video what? from the hunt club. I didn't because I'm still not convinced it's an alligator. There's tons of other animals in the water Dude, that threw, make bubbles. Yeah, it's a lot of bubbles, man. I threw there's a some stick big, at it. I know and there's, it big, there's big alligator snapping turtles in there. I'd believe that before alligator only because of this. And hear me out. Yeah. Because of where that portion of the club is located at the mouth of said river. Yeah. Um, I just don't see why alligators would bother coming that far in with how much that water fluctuates in height. Well, my and thought is less than a half a mile away, there are gators everywhere. Where at? Across the street, on the other side of the property where that river is. I mean, I know they're not walking through the property, but yeah, as the crow flies. I mean, you're, I, so the also the um, there's another river that runs by there that yeah. I've canoed, and I, there's alligators there too. I guess that's my point is that there's there is better habitat close to that spot. Yeah. So why would they bother coming over there? And I, again, I'm, I'm not saying that's absolutely not. I just, yeah. I've never seen it with my own eyes. Me neither. And so I just have a hard time believing it. If I thought there were a bunch of gators in there, I wouldn't be lackadaisically tromping <laughs> Cruising around through the swamp. there like we do. <laughs> yeah, in our waders. I mean, we, we go in there like, like chest deep. Little water coming over yeah. my... <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be doing that if I thought there were monster gators. Yeah, in there. yeah, yeah. But... There, I think has, it's possible there absolutely could be some small guy. ones that, yeah. that make their way up there, just kind of lost and trying to figure out what's going on. But yeah. I don't think there's any big ones or, or like a, a large no population that are, that is just yeah. camped out in there. Because it just, as you're aware and you've seen, that water level rises yeah, and yeah. falls quite a bit. And they need those burrows that they they make to, to stay. Right. right. So I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's, I've, I've seen that stuff before, too. And I've definitely like, oh, I'm going to go in the water on another spot, you know, and they yeah. walked a little further down. Um I just I, I don't I don't know that snap I've never seen a snapping turtle blow bubbles but I'm not saying they don't. There's fish that do it too. Um, it just was a lot of bubbles. Yeah, I, it could also it could also be swamp gas. Well, that's why I threw a stick at it, but it stopped. It stopped. Yeah, well, maybe your stick perfectly plugged the hole. Could have. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I wrote for uh, my favorite. I wrote duck trips. Duck trips. Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily like duck hunting is fun, but duck trips might be my favorite that's part a, of hunting. That's a that's a good. Um, that's a good delineation or, or differentiation, the, 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 whatever the word is. Um, duck hunting is fun, but the overall experience, the trip, the traveling yeah. with your buddies, hanging out, you know, before and after camp, staying up late, having some beers, telling stories, telling lies. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's one of the only types of hunting that I think you can go all day, be miserable, cold, mm-hmm. not get to shoot a lot of ducks or any, and still have fun. Yeah. And then we went to Real Foot Lake and that first day that we went out, and it was just miserable and windy and kind of rainy, and we didn't really kill. I think we killed three ducks or four ducks total the whole day. We yeah. still had a fucking blast. Yeah, we had a great time. So, yeah, and I agree. That's good. That's a good point. Especially if you go with guys that will kind of get loose in the evenings. Yeah. Have get, some fun. Put, get put your drinks put down. Put your hair down, so to speak. Go down to a local townie bar and... Pick up, pick a fight. Yeah, pick a fight <laughs> with a with a guide that knows everyone in the city. Yeah, everyone in the area. With uh, one one road in and one road out. Yeah, in a, a thirty minute uh, response time for the, yeah. the closest sheriff. Mm-hmm. I like to pull on beards and you know <laughs> that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, and then I, what do you think about how would you rank quail hunting? Oh man, see, I I never think about that, but that is also a lot of fun. Um, I I really enjoy the the. Here's the deal. I enjoy the aspect of working the dogs and watching the dogs yeah. work more than than shooting the quail. Yeah, not, that's not fun. It is fun. Uh, we had a blast when we were out there at uh, uh, Gunrise Farms. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of fun out there. But I wish the, I wish it was a bigger bird. I would really like to go to South Dakota and hunt pheasant. That's supposed to be like yeah. the pinnacle of, of that, that type of hunting. So it's like everybody talks trash about quail because it's basically they go out before you and open cages and throw them out yeah in some places they have to do that yeah um so i 
what I usually say is like it's the WWE of of hunting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we all know it's bullshit, but if you just come in <clears throat> and enjoy the theatrics of it, enjoy sure. the dogs working. And I mean, these birds right. would never—they would never make it in the wild. You can't release this right. quail, and they would—they would build a covey. They're, they're going to die. They're going to eat, and they're, yeah. they're, they're idiots. Now, but now there there is there are efforts going on to establish natural coveys, and, right? And and it is it is. But you need wild quail for that. Like even wild, if if you have a captive quail and then it has babies, those babies are still going to be yeah. captive quail. Yeah, the, the habitat is 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 what's necessary. Now, for those that say, oh, well, you know where you put them, yes, they, they open up the cage, and generally speaking, they put out 15, 20 quail in a particular area, but those things are pretty quick to mm-hmm. disperse over the, you know, over acres. Also, we don't know where they put them. Right. The the guy with the dog knows where they put right. them. Right, and sometimes they, it's it's just, a, it's a matter of, uh, they don't tell you exactly. They'll just. They've tell never you. told told us. Well, what I'm saying is, someone will go put them out, and in order yeah. to make the the hunt still fun for the hunters and for the dogs, they'll just give a general location, like, yeah. "Hey, go to go to section B and start at yeah, you know, the point between so and so road and so and so road, and that's all they get." And then yeah. the dogs go to work. Yeah. I mean, how long did we work that first morning? How long did we work before they they found it? It was like 30, 45 minutes before yeah. they found before they pointed on a, on any any birds. So. And it's wild to watch them like they know what they're doing. They're not wrong. Like they start pointing and getting all you know stiff legged and shit. It's like there's, yeah, there's, there's a bird been several there. times where that was the case, and they'll, we had a, we had a pointer, a couple of pointers. We didn't have any flush dogs, so they yeah. would point, and then we'd be like, "And eh, there's nothing there." And sure as shit, like the dogs were like, "No, yeah, there's something there." I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> and they get in there, kicking and, and moving around, and sure as shit, there there'd be a bird there. They're very very good at hiding and mm-hmm. staying quiet, for sure. It's not very big, you know. So that's why I think a pheasant would be fun. Yeah, it's bigger. I think pheasant. I want to do sandhill crane. Oh, those are cool. It's yeah. been on my list for a long time. I've heard that they are delicious. Yeah, yeah. Ribeye of the sky is what they call them. There's a uh, there's a there's a goose that they call that too. I think it's the. Uh... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I want to say it's the speckled belly. I could have it the opposite. That might be the, the nasty one. Who knows? I thought about going to Florida, too, for because the, they do iguana and those Egyptian geese. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. It's just air pistols, and you go out, like, on golf courses. And, and just smoke iguanas. Yeah. That sounds kind of fun. Like, they, they're like, you got to pretend like you're golfing. You can't. So you ride around a golf cart with golf clothes on, and, like, once nobody's around, like, we're good, left and right. Yeah. Start smoking iguanas and geese. I think it'd be a lot of fun. There's a guy... Florida Gator Man or something on YouTube. Yeah, I, I, that's one of the things I'll just put on, I like just as watch background it, music because yeah. he talks a lot, you know. And then uh, he's like, "Here we go," you know. And then he's got a, a tacticam, I think. And a, nice. But uh, I would like to do that. I think predator hunting is fun because I don't feel as guilty killing invasive species. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. What else is there? Any other kind um, of hunting? Trying to think. I mean, we've only been once, but elk hunting was it was a blast. A blast. It was completely different. That's uh, not for the weak of heart. No, it's not for the strong of heart either. If you're not in shape, <laughs> yeah, you can have a great heart and be super pumped to do it and all in mentally. But that is one where uh, you know people give guys like Cameron Haynes a bunch of shit because he runs all the time and run, 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 run. But uh, you also don't see him complaining or uh, struggling to. Yeah. pack out elk out of the mountains. Right. Uh, I think I'd like to do it again. Uh, I definitely would like to do it again a little differently, though. I think I'd like to bivy camp and move yeah. around. Yeah, move um, around would be good. Maybe have a vehicle and, and, and just kind of establish a little... A quiet cat? Yeah. Well, no, just be, to be able to drive around, like have, have your tags for a specific area, whatever yeah. that... Um, zone is or whatever range you're allowed to hunt in and, and be able to move a little bit you know maybe park in one area and, and head out for a day or two and if that's just not working and you can hop in and go to the other side of that unit um, yeah. i think having that flexibility would be fun it was cool having a like legit camp to come back to um it but was I, cool knowing that we're not going to see any other humans we were so deep yeah that was really nice too um you know the, the fact that where we were to, you could get to because it was public land you could get to through, through public access, but you would have to take a, an ATV 
way back into the national forest where we were and then uh, descend down into this bowl. Because we came in through private land yeah. um, on horseback yep. to get up in there. And it yeah, was, and it was it was a very good spot. It's a nice location. Obviously, the guides know what they're doing. There's, there, there was plenty of, tr- of sign. We saw elk, heard elk, uh, just couldn't make it happen. But I'd love to get out there and do that again. If we go to do that again, uh, definitely going to go during rifle season. Yeah. I, I would rather go and, and have some success with a rifle and get that kind of notch in my belt and then go back and try again with yeah. archery. Um, or even I, black powder. Black I, just, I, want ex- I want to experience standing there at full draw with a screaming elk at 20 yards yeah. walking around the tree. I, I want to experience that really bad. I want to, uh, of the things in my life, like I want to learn Spanish again, and then, which I don't think would be hard. And then I want to, uh, I want to do that. Uh, full draw on a, on a bull elk. Some, some university did a research, some research and said that I think it was 15 hours worth of uh, using the app Babel yeah. is worth was equivalent to an entire college semester of, of uh, yeah Spanish one. Well, they they brought they they claim that with just a few weeks you could be pretty close to a native speaker if you take it serious. Yeah, but I'm thinking about because I see. Have you seen all the people moving to Mexico? No. Yeah. Well, I so I work with someone that has a house in Mexico. Which it's a weird. lot, man. I yeah. keep seeing it. I don't know if it's the algorithm. I, you know how the, the algorithms work, but I keep seeing like. People are like, I finally did. I just gave up. This country sucks and, and left. Head to Mexico. Yeah, and they, they're living like they, one guy that I saw, He I think it was $32,000 for him to build a house on the beach. Yeah, so that's one thing I've, I, I do know is that parts of Mexico and South America, you can take like if you're retired and you have a regular retirement income or a stipend yeah. from government service or military service, like those guys can move down there and live like kings on yeah. like 50K a year. Yeah. Like I'm talking like a chef – an in-home chef and yeah. like a cleaning, like a maid, like people to take care of your home year round. Yeah. And and you're paying for them, paying your mortgage if you have one and, and living still like, like a king. Uh, I mean, there's always kidnappings to worry about, uh, but I mean, you I can't own guns down there either. So yes, unless you're a cartel, but yeah, I mean, the, uh, Jalisco new generation seems to be <laughs> keeping the streets pretty clean right now. They got rid of everybody else. They're the only ones there now. That, the whole situation is wild. Is They're it wild. wild. Is if, it a, if you want a rabbit hole li- yeah. listener, go down that one. Figure out who trained them and uh, and who's probably working for them still. It's pretty crazy. And it makes sense when you look at their uniforms and the way they shoot, move, communicate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. There is <laughs> – what's funny, what's really funny is that if what's going on in Mexico, on our border and, – and don't get me wrong – it. The, the media and the government does a good job suppressing it, but that shit's bleeding over into the United oh, States yeah. hard. And I'm not talking about just over the border. There's all the way up in through Canada, the, the, the stuff, with not just the drugs and the human trafficking and stuff, but the violence, all of it. Um, if this were happening in the Middle East, we'd be, you know, invading that place to, to spread some democracy sure. in no time. Yeah. Well, it's like all these houses you see on Instagram that are like, you could buy this house in Texas, yeah, in Texas. It's 5,000 square feet. Yeah, it's, it's only $320,000. And everybody's like, oh, I want to move there. And then Just, you look it up on a map, and then you look at the crime, and it's like <laughs> cartel murders day in and day out. Yeah, it's, it's 50 miles from the border. Yeah. It's a beautiful home. Beautiful home, yeah. Yeah, if but, you want to be hosting coyotes in your backyard every, yeah, every afternoon. Those giant-ass glass windows, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I, I saw one like that, and, and – uh, I showed Jessica. She's like, "It's how much?" Right, and I, and I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "That's that's less than we paid," you know. And I'm like, "Yeah." And, mm-hmm. I, and I'm like, "Would you move to Texas?" She's like, "I don't know. I don't think so." But that's and I'm like, "Let me show you a picture." And I pulled up maps and I was like, "Do you see where that is?" Yeah. I was like, "There's no. I have no question that someone that moves in there is going to be getting." Yeah, the chain link fence that is the border wall <laughs> is twenty feet you from your back it. door. <laughs> yeah. No. That's, your neighbor uh, has a guaranteed has a. Uh, what? Oh, your neighbor guaranteed has a uh, tunnel under the under the border, and, oh, they're, sure. and they're running drugs yeah, through there. Absolutely, that's a, that whole neighborhood was a cover up sponsored by the cartel. Like, we'll get some white people to move in here yeah. so it looks all uppity, and then we'll have this like drug running house. The, right in the, the, uh, the I, I bet you the the construction company that's been that's built that whole neighborhood is actually is a DEA front. Could be, could be. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get the drugs in somehow. Yeah, or the or CIA. They're the ones that like to bring the drugs in and help. The DEA gives sells guns yeah, to the cartel. Right. The CIA just buys the drugs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. When welcome to the whiskey Mindful podcast. <laughs> Jesus, how did we get there? Uh, we're talking about uh, hunting. Yeah, I know we were uh, elk, 
and then I don't know. I'd like to try hunting coos deer in uh, in coos Mexico. Coos deer would be dope. I, I also heard I, I didn't know this, but apparently Mexico has huge mungus. Oh, uh, really? Uh, humongous, uh, huge mule, mungus. Huge mungus. Huge mungus mule deer. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. I knew yeah. they had mule deer. I didn't realize they were so big. Yeah, I did know that. And then because their whitetail aren't. Their whitetail yeah, are pretty tiny. Small, yeah. yeah, I did know that. I, how did I know that? Um, maybe I know somebody. I, but also, like, there's turkeys in Mexico that would be cool to get. Those look like fun trips. Oscillated and they're turkeys. not that expensive. Called oscillated turkeys, and they look yeah. wild. Yeah. They like fluorescent colors. We know somebody went there, and it looks like they had, like, private chef the whole time it looked like they were on safari there was like a tent like a linen tent they stood under for, yeah, for yeah. eating yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay whiskey distilleries are next maybe not distilleries but the our favorite thing about whiskey about whiskey not this fluid but the, just the, the community the, yeah, the yeah, industry yeah, 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 yeah. um i will say that i think it's i think it's the same thing one of the same main points that i like about the hunting industry nice <clears throat> and i think it's sort of the basis of what drove us to start this company and that's the community itself and the actual like connection you have with people yeah um not the influencers not yeah, i was getting ready to say those not people the, are not are not, not the social media community <laughs> no. side of things there are some great people there are some are, great people don't get us wrong uh and we've met a lot of great people through the Social media side, but there are also some that are not very welcoming yeah. and uh, a little standoffish, and a little greedy, um, possessive. If that's even possible to possess followers and things, I don't know. It's weird, but Stupid. Um, like the fact that oh, which we just hit ten thousand. Uh, by the way, I don't know if we brought that up. Uh, yeah, there you go. So thank you to all the followers. The engagement doesn't, uh, and that's real. Like we, you know, I've been anal about deleting yep. spam accounts and bot accounts and like all that. Cause there's, there's friends. They have like 23,000 followers and they get like six likes, uh, 300 views. Like our content engagement is pretty on par for yeah. the, the, the ratio accounts that aren't lying. Is, yeah. Is it's is usually legit. a 10% engagement. So if we're not being seriously suppressed because of we're shadow banned, but well, we are, but what, we're doing pretty good. For what being can shadow you do? Yeah. What can you do? Um, but yeah, I think that part, I think, I think the fact that like we reached out to old Forrester yeah. about, checking them out and, and doing a tour and they welcomed us with open arms within 30 minutes. It felt like we'd know those, we'd known those guys yep. forever. You know? And we still talk to them. And we still talk to them. They, we've, we continue to, to find ways to collaborate. They've helped us out in some podcasts. Um, you know, we just met the, the guys from Jack Daniels. It doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem to matter who we meet from, from the distillery or from the, from the actual industry. They're all nice. They're all yeah. willing to help out. They all have interesting stories. They're, they're, they're welcoming. Um, it's just it's just a lot of fun to be around those people. What I've noticed that too with meeting them is when you know they meet the people we were just talking about. They meet people like that, and they're like, <sighs> so it's like you can always tell when they first sit down to talk to us or we first meet. There's we got this barrier to get over. Like, yeah, there's a little we're not a little bit of like a wall them. they put up. Yeah. and and we usually spend the first 10, 15 minutes making sure that they understand that like we're not here to suck you dry for just for content and yeah. things like that. Like we're here to build relationships because yep. at the end of the day, whiskey and white as a company, the fact that we teach classes and we put on these events and we take, you know, participate in, in these, these bigger events. Like we need these relationships. Yeah. We're not looking for just someone to, we're not looking for free bourbon. No, we're not no, looking no, no. for, you know, clout or anything like that. It's just, we, we want to get to know them and, and they, they're very receptive to that. Yeah. Even, I've noticed anyway, but yeah. I have noticed there's like that initial, but uh, how about, so I wrote for my distiller, my fa my list of favorites. My okay. first one was the Cooperage, which I know isn't a distillery. But I agree. But that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, my my number one would be Old Forester. And that and, and to me, that includes the Cooperage because yeah. that we kind of just did all that in one day. Mm -hmm. But uh, that the, day was that day was great. was was so much fun. The yeah. Getting to see the Cooperage was With a master we could have first. we could have finished we could have stopped the day Cooper's Craft yeah Cooper's Craft <laughs> we, we saw Cooper's Craft and then we went to the to, to the Cooperage now yep. the day could have stopped there and I'd probably still be talking about it like the day I am was going to stop there remember? that's right it was you're absolutely yeah. right and and then Fitz was to, they were like to prove our point after we talked they were like are you guys going to go down to the distillery right like assuming that that's just our next stop and we're like we couldn't get in you know yeah. like we we kind of. Some of this didn't was last minute, this was booked. And, yeah. and and he was like, "Keep talking, I'll be right back." And he comes back and he's got a spot. He's like, "As soon as you get there, head downtown whenever you can." It was like two o'clock or whatever it was. He's like, "Yeah, talk to so and so, let them know who you are. You guys are good to go." 
we had a great tour. Uh, yep. The tour guide, her name is going to slip my mind. Kira, now. Kira, that's right. Kira was phenomenal. She knows her stuff. She 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 knows the brand. She knows we sent the spirit. Her, we sent her uh, like we a did. little gift pack because of how awesome she, she was. She was super uh, awesome. We knowledgeable. We ke- we kept our mouth shut. We just enjoyed the tour yeah. for what it was. Um, you know, at being as as much into this as we are, a lot of the stuff was was not new. But what's fun is going and seeing how each distillery tells their story. Yeah, their spin on it. Their spin on it, how they talk about and 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 show the process. Uh, because there's a million ways you can explain distillation or fermentation or all those things. It's fun to see how other folks demonstrate that. Um, getting to see the lab where they test and leading all the way to the tasting at the end. We answered a few questions. We made a few comments. And then towards the very end, the rest of the group went, went by. She sort of stopped us. And she was like, who are you guys? You, you, who, who are you? I think I'm we like, said nobody. No, we're, like, we're nobody. We're just, no, no, you guys are somebody. Who, we who just like you? whiskey. <laughs> yeah, we're somebody because they because we got that invitation. Right. And, but at the end of the day, it's, it's it was like, we're, we're, we're nobody special. We just really yeah. like whiskey. Yeah. And, and we were like, you're doing a great job. Like, this has been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I think, I think. And then they were like, when you get downstairs, there's a bag behind the cash register. You got to pay for it, but don't open the bag. Don't open the bag in the store. And then we bought it and went outside and opened it. And it was a uh, birthday bourbon. Birthday bourbon. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It was we, cool. we, it, it, anybody who knows Old Forester and had been there before knew that's what it was. Uh, yeah. There were a few people that were like, what, what is it? What is it? Like, uh, I'll buy it from you. Yeah, I'll buy it from you. <laughs> if you don't want it. If you want to buy it, and then I'll just buy it from you in the parking lot. Yeah. And then, uh, was it the same day or was it uh, the next time we were in town, we were walking by and some guys were leaving with bags and they were like, they got some good stuff over and over. If you can get over there. Yeah. And we ran over there and they were gone. Yeah. They were gone. Yeah. But I, yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think that the Cooperage and Old Forester was so far, cause there's still a lot we haven't been to my favorite. Um, well, my second no. favorite, so I wrote Cooperage. Okay. But I'll give you that full day. So the day, that Cooperage day. That's why That's why I, I include Old Forester, yeah. So number two for me was Burnt Church. Yeah, that was going to be my one of my next ones as well. Yeah, only because the second time I went there, like the first time was awesome. It was True. cool. You know, they, we were treated very nicely. But the second time. Oh, when you went with uh, Justin Hodges and, yeah. and all the other guys. Yeah, you guys, they gave you quite the VIP treatment. They did. We got to sit behind the ropes and, yeah, yeah. and the leather couches and everything. And then um, I had dinner with Chris, and it was it was a it was a ton of fun. But we got to really talk, like real deep in the woods about yeah. stuff. And that's cool. Um, for me, I like it. the personality. He spent the entire day with us, which is nuts. Really? Yeah, all day. Is Chris the? Uh, I, I get it mixed up. Chris the head distiller. Or is he the Peter's the distiller? Chris the, is right. the Peter guy that Chris runs the, everything. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, he's the one that he's the one that went and got that uh, that bottle for us when we were doing the tasting. Yeah, he brought it down thing. again, and he brought some uh, some white dog. He brought all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's really cool. That, uh, uh, the experience aside, the place is beautiful. Yeah. It's it's one of the most beautiful distilleries I've been inside of. It's simple. It's not huge. You remember that charred wall? Yeah. You know that's that's real. What? It's not. It's not fake. I thought it was fake. And uh, we were sitting there, and I asked him about it, and um, he was like, "Oh yeah, this is." Um, hold on, I'm going to tell you. They put so much thought into that place. It's called. It's known as the Shaoshugi Ban. Okay. Yeah. It's a multi-step charring process, which creates a unique finish on each board of wood. The result is a durable finish <sighs> suitable for high traffic areas that is also fire resistant. However, the reason for using that on their walls is more than just practical. We wanted to highlight the rich, dark, charred wood in prominent areas, such as the entryway. How do we make this, how do we make this wood product fireproof? <laughs> burn just, it. Just burn it. <laughs> Can't burn it twice. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's harder to burn if it's charcoal. Yeah, that's funny shit. Then it's got it's got a, a coating on it, so it doesn't roll off on your fingers. But, yeah, yeah. But it was cool to know that it's real burnt wood. It wasn't. Um, I mean, I figured yeah. it was like three D printed or synthetic or something. Right, right, right. But it's actually a real thing. Very cool. And then uh, the next one I wrote was Penelope. I didn't get to go to Penelope. Penelope. Not Penelope. I said the wrong thing. I haven't been to Penelope either. Peerless. 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 Yeah. There we go. Start with P. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah Peerless. Yeah, that was um, good. That was good too. I liked uh, I liked the cat. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Rye. It was Rye's the, her name. Yeah, it wasn't the cool. Uh, it wasn't the cool history or the. Uh... It's it's a cool story and it's cool to see like yeah. real cedar tanks and stuff in there and um, they really they went in depth on like we got to see the entire the real entire process. I mean it, that was cool. Yeah, the way they have the tour set up is is 
is uh, is really good. It 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 mimics most of the other tours. I mean, yeah. you start the, the, some of the history of the distillery, you get into the beginning of the process and work your way through. Um, Their yeah. single barrels are money, though. Yeah, good stuff. Like we had a couple that were. What was that? The campfire one. The was campfire was money. money. Yeah. yeah, I went through that pretty. Quick. Their double oak is really good too. Yes, I. That's one of the things that I grab. Like when Anytime usually when I can if, find it, if I'm gonna have a drink, no, like on the bar, if oh, I'm gonna yeah, have yeah. a drink or or five or twenty or whatever I'm gonna sure. do, I'll usually start out with like cool stuff, and then I move into wild turkey, which is why I drink the most of the wild. Because once I'm like, oh, I can't really taste anything anymore. Because it's all the same now. Yeah, I just go to wild turkey. But that's funny. That's one of the ones that I definitely grab a lot. And I wrote Old Forester, and then I want um, you didn't go with us to there, but next time we go, I'm gonna take you there. Evergreen Liquors. It's a liquor store. Where's that at? It's uh. Kind of where we stayed, that Airbnb. Okay. It's like it's basically across oh, the street. This is where it's a liquor store, but they have a bar. Yeah, yeah, and they, and have they had like super everything. cheap pours. Yeah, yeah. They had Coy Hill was fifteen dollars. Fifteen dollars. Yeah, fifteen doll hairs. Doll hairs for for a pour. That's not bad. So we ended up we went there with some people and uh, ended up. I think we drank that entire bottle. Nice. Like just between all of us. And that was that meetup, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good time. Sounds like a good time. But Evergreen Liquors is cool, and then I just saw. Somebody we follow, mutual followers, but uh, they they were there with uh, Bill Bender, yeah, and they were, and I was like, Evergreen's a shit, you know, yeah, yeah. like Bill Bender's cool too, but Evergreen's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bender's cool, but that's have you been to the liquor selection? Yeah. Um, what is what is what's your like number one distiller that you want to go to, like anywhere in the world? Doesn't have to be a bourbon or, or like what's what's one Guinness. that you definitely want to Guinness. <laughs> it's not a distillery, but yeah, I, that's it's pretty it. close. Yeah, but while you're there, you know, you could go to several other distilleries. Yeah. But I think that that's definitely on the list, like on the for real list. I don't, I don't know, I don't know enough about history and lineage of Scotch or or Irish whiskey, but I know I would 100 percent love to go take a trip and like. I don't want to do scotch. I can't. I couldn't drink scotch all week. No, I, I'm not talking about drinking it all week. Like I, I think like. A sip or two, yeah. like maybe at each place, but like I just want to go see like so yeah. much of what we enjoy now started there. Yeah. I feel like we at some point in this in this journey we owe it to ourselves to maybe take the wives and go. We should go to Dublin over there. for sure. Oh the, I, yeah, do I go to Ireland in a, a heartbeat? Yeah, let's plan a let's. <laughs> I'm gonna write this big caps. Let's plan a Dublin trip and uh, and we'll reach out to some people and see. What Jessica we just watched a movie uh, like a romantic comedy that rom com with uh, with Dublin. Uh, was was a main piece in it, so I'm oh, sure really? she'd be all that. Oh, let's go to Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm down to go. Those on are my people. That list for me. Uh, I want to go to Jack Daniels. Yeah, in for the sure. states for sure. Now that we have the, he said VIP. That's what he said. Treatment. So that's what he said. Um, you want to trick me into going somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm going to get VIP treatment. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I get there, you can punch me in the mouth and give me a VIP badge and tell me that's the VIP, and I still be happy. Yeah, I'd still be happy. I really want to go partly because I like what they're doing, but also be just a the, you know, small fanboy portion of it. I want to go to Crowded Barrel in Texas. Yeah, and see, for sure. That'd and, be cool. Do a tasting, and they have events there all the time. Just hang out because everything I see, whether it's people p- visiting personally or it's their own content, they're always around. They hang out with just regular people. You yeah. Know? Um, well, they which, were regular which what, people. Which is what well, I guess it, it's it's that just goes to further uh, support what I'm talking about when I say these. People are just very approachable. I think they also know that people are coming there and to hope see to them. see them. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I agree. That's how they sell their shit. One day it'd be cool to uh, to attend this the sommelier class, the yeah. level one sommelier thing for like yeah. stay there in their little their castle or whatever the tower and I'd be down. Learn some whiskeys. Stuff fun to do. And we we get asked pretty often if we're gonna when we're gonna start making our own. I don't think we ever will, but I could see us doing like a blending project, find would, some barrels yeah. and. And making something, it'd be fun to do a to do a blend. I mean, do, that's like our do a series anyway. a series of blends. Yeah, I think it'd be a good time. Name them uh, after hunting seasons. Season one, I don't know. Figure out, we'll figure something creative. Turkey season, gobbler season, jelly heads. Yeah, bucks, bucks unlimited. What's up? Only only bucks. Only fans. Only bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that I reposted that guy? You know, you know who he was? No. 
like he was wearing, he had tape over his nipples, and he had made that OnlyFans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you with remember the, who that is? No. We uh, we were with him at Righteous Gemstones. The uh, oh he really? Was one of the most. Yeah, 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 yeah. No shit. He was the guy when I was talking to, um, the kid, the son, and Aaron, Andrew, Andy. What's his name? Uh, Andy. No. The son that plays the son in the show. Um. He was in like workaholics and yeah. Um, Jeez, I'm terrible at names. Yeah, me too. I know what you're talking about. That. Anyway, I was talking to him, and uh, and we were having like a conversation, just joking about what's going on. And he walks up and he's like, "Hey, I saw that fish you caught. Let me recreate it for you." And I was like, "Dude, don't <laughs> pitch." <laughs> but you know, good for him pitching stuff. I didn't yeah. pitch anything. I just was talking to him. Next time. Yeah, next time. No, I would never do that. That's annoying. Still waiting for that damn season to come out so we can see our 40, 45 seconds of fame. So they just updated the IMDb on this oh, year's did? season. So nice. I'm guessing. It'll be soon. It'll be probably in mid end of summer. Yeah. I'm going to guess. They'll probably wait like until like fall when yeah. seasons kick off usually. Probably. I figured it'd be like August because I think one of their first, their first season came out in August. I don't know what the seasons are, you know what I mean? But they do like, you know, new season starts. It's yeah. always like in the fall, right? At the same time like football starting and all that other shit. Yeah. When you're too busy to watch it. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Can't come out with it now when we're all sitting around trying to watch something. <laughs> Have you seen, uh, I just got on Netflix, It was. it's called like Wet Wet, wet Hot American Summer. It's a, oh. <laughs> right? It's, um, they're at a summer camp and it's based like in the 80s, like an 80s okay. summer camp. But it's, it's hilarious. Is it? It's, it's all comedians. And, oh, okay. And like, there's some famous people in there that just are in there for like a scene or two. Yeah cameos it is hilarious it's really funny i'll have to check it out yeah it's like crazy humor it's like you know my kind of stupid dumb humor sure like there's one where the girl's like "Ooh, boys you know because she's a little girl and she's like boys are gross and she's like chanting how boys boys are gross and then she's like "Uh oh and she gets her period and she like runs into the bathroom and just, so someone gives her a tam and she comes back out and it's like it's another chick she's like a 40 year old actress <laughs> and she's talking about how much she loves boys after that it's hilarious <laughs> It's that kind of humor. Okay, uh, uh, yeah. I'd probably have to watch that by myself then. Yeah, yeah, It's funny, though. Yeah, shit. That's good. Um, what else for whiskey stuff? I like the man, events, man. The events are cool. The events are really cool. And even even the events that aren't just about bourbon or just about whiskey, like, you know, I think I might enjoy bringing the whiskey piece to events. Yeah. You know, like when we go to an outdoor show when we do seaweed and people are like, Oh, whiskey and white tails. It's but a sayable if we had name. A, if dude. we had a dollar for every time we heard someone walk, we go yeah. whiskey and white tails. It's funny. I make fun of it, but it's like, I do it when I'm driving around town. I'm like, Oh, Clara's nails. You know, like I do it. Like it's just catchy names. <laughs> it that I sounds see. good, man. Yeah. It's, it rolls off the tongue. It looks good. Someone, uh, on in go wild, uh, the app go out. I, I, I left a comment on, on someone's post and, um, he said, uh, "Hey, great, great name." He's like, just as a uh, as a thought, you should you can you should consider a segment for this time of year called Bourbon and Beards and talk about turkey hunts. And I was like, "Funny story, that's how this whole company got started." <laughs> yeah. I said, "Whiskey and Whitetails was a segment of like a four episode set was going to be a four episode segment on an, on an on an other podcast that we had with a separate company, and yeah. it blew up, and that now we're here." Um, yep. So it's certainly got the potential for sure. And we get ripped off quite often. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's got to be a good name. Sounds good. It looks good. Uh, fortunately, we capitalized when we did. Uh, you know, often imitated, never never duplicated. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. It's fun. It's, um, if you want to buy the name Whiskey and Whitetails, we will sell it for oh. a cool $15 million. Dude, I tell you what, the potential this, this the name has, if somebody wanted to buy the company just on potential alone, and they they offered some mill some mills. I, I would I sign 15. that paperwork in a heartbeat. I was talking to our lawyer, and I said fifteen million because you and I will get five. I'll yeah. give him a million for filing the paperwork, <laughs> and then the other four would I just give it to Patreon. Oh, that'd be fucked because they, they've been a ride or die. Yeah, yeah, Boom. for sure. You get the, four million divided by however many people are in there. That's yeah. where it'd go. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fucking dope. Because we love you guys, and this is it's, and we don't mean that. Lightly, we're serious. Yeah, we love it. Now, <laughs> I'm going to put a disclaimer on that. If that does happen, and when and and Patreon is blown up, and everybody gets a dollar, yeah, that's uh, too, it's your fault. Sorry, but right now you guys are looking to retire. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that would be fun. Yeah, I think that's yeah, man. Jack Daniels, Crowded Barrel, check, good, you know, 
go to Dublin, check out some stuff there. I've always wanted to visit Japan. It'd be cool to go to a distillery in Japan. Can we go to Suicide Forest? Sure. I want to go. I've heard that it's really, really weird. Is um, people like people just actively go there and still kill themselves? And yeah, you just see all them the there? time. There's signs in there. There's there's signs that say like, if you plan on killing yourself, don't come in here. And then it, like it's it's all the time. Really? Is there some kind of like I don't know, like ominous? It's like a cultural connection thing. I don't yeah. know. Like I can't think of how do they kill thing. themselves there mostly? I don't know. Hanging, no, now shooting. I guess probably not shooting. Morbidly intrigued. It's fascinating. There's, there's, um, what's, what's the guy's name that did? Yeah, they could be doing that. That what's that word? That's called sh- Shogun or whatever. Uh, where you, yeah, where you cut your dump tube off your heart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, through your stomach. Um, but there's a, was it Jake Paul or one of one of those oh, guys? Yeah, they yeah, actually yeah. went there and oh, like okay. they found a dead body in there and all this stuff. And, Damn, I did not know that. Yeah, oh, I think I did hear about that. Yeah, that was pretty big when it happened on social yeah. media. Yeah, I've never been. Sounds cool. There's a guy I follow. I think I've told you about him before. He. uh the name of his channel is just, I think it's just Mav, Mav, whatever. He, uh, he had another channel for a long time and now he, he, he has a truck that he, and some campers that he's bought. He's got like five vehicles. He just travels the the world and camps was, out of his truck, out of his RV and, yeah. and does like a vlog style thing. He cooks and, uh, he did a whole like 30 days in Japan and toured the whole country in a, like a sprinter camper van that he rented. And then the wow. last half he did it in a, uh, a Hilux camper that was converted to a camp in the back and uh, looked like so much fun. Like yeah. he met random people, went to all these cool like events that happened in Japan, went and made his own knives, um, ice fished, it's just all kinds of crazy stuff. It, was, it looked like a lot of fun. That'd be dope to do that. I told Andy, she was like, what would you do if you weren't, if like if I died in a car accident or something? And I was like, I'd sell everything, buy a Sprinter van and I would get a, uh, gym membership to like planet fitness or something so i could yeah. take showers yeah. but but like i would just drive just, just i would drive just around. go i'd go see everything <laughs> you know where i want to go we know somebody that just went there i want to go to normandy like i think normandy? that'd be wild to stand on that beach my there. sister's been there yeah yeah um i didn't get the chance to go i'm surprised you didn't go when you were there i didn't get the chance to go she went as part of a um a school trip yeah um she was in this like like kind of like young leadership thing and actually it was a pretty scary trip they went to um they went to Normandy and did that whole thing, that whole experience, um, which is pretty like if someone gives you the lowdown on what happened that day, yeah. and the impact that that, how many people lives were lost on that beach, but yeah. the sacrifices that made the impact that that had on the war, um, you stand on that beach and you, you put that sand in your hand. It's gotta be a pretty, I don't know what the right word would be, but you don't feel something. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling something just talking about the idea, just the idea of it, that they were so the fact that, uh, the host, the host country, France, um, has an entire cemetery dedicated to the American soldiers that lost their life there. Yeah, and like they have annual ceremonies and and pay tribute to them. It, it, it just speaks a lot to it. Um, but that same trip, do you remember the bo- the uh, the this, <clears throat> the terror attacks that happened in London where mm-hmm. they they deployed those or they All the whole gas, gas stuff. Yeah. My sister was in London when that happened. Oh, wow. This was before, like, cell phones and social media and stuff. And so we were in North Carolina, and she flew over there for to do this whole, like, bounce. And they were meeting up with, with other students from other countries in the same program. And uh, it, it was, like, half a day before we heard back that wow. day that they were okay. My parents were a wreck. My I dad bet. my dad went into the office to start tapping into, yeah. you know, Intel networks. Who and, and who, who can yeah. he call and get in touch with? They get, could not get any information. Uh Parents were on the phone with each other trying to get in touch with hotels to figure out what it was a why. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy uh, turn of events. But uh, yeah, Normandy would be cool, man. That's for sure. Yeah. Cell phones. <laughs> Fucking cell phones, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We've crushed an hour. Yep. It's been a good day at work. And uh, I'm ready to go home. Yeah, I'm ready to go home. Start my weekend. I actually have the whole weekend off. I have nothing to do, so I'm going to catch up on stuff. I don't have a ton going on anywhere I have to be. Nolan has a baseball game tomorrow, but other than that, everything I have on my list is is pretty optional for the most part. I have I do have one obligation tomorrow evening. Um, I didn't. I don't have to do it, but I'm, I'm going to. That's the right thing to do. But yeah, yeah, getting caught up on something. I got to finally do my taxes. Um, I know you did yours recently, but I got to get those turned in and yeah. get caught up on stuff. I'm going to. 
I'm going to spend a couple hundred bucks and redo my work, the top of my workbench. Approved. I, ca- I came up with a, uh, <laughs> send that up to finance. Um, I, uh, I came up with a design. Have your supervisor sign it. I had, I came up with a design, you know, the, the jigs that I have on top of it for making different things. I came yeah. up with a design to condense them all into one. Nice. It's like a modular thing where I'll be able to change out the jig into that one. So they're not all permanent to free up some workspace. Yeah. So try to start that at least this weekend. Do it to it. I'm gonna. Oh, also a little put out for anyone that's in the local Charleston area. If you want to, re- if you want a business or know somebody that yeah. owns a business, we are looking to put our stuff in your store. Uh, we've put together a business plan for that and can show you the metrics on all the people that get directions to the studio, as well as several screenshots of people asking where they can pick our stuff up yes. locally. And on that, if you are in the market for a one of our bourbon barrel turkey calls, and you're in the Charleston. Augusta or Savannah area, you can go check out Rivers and Glen. Yep. And you can buy yourself a whiskey and whitetails bourbon barrel turkey call. Each store has a limited inventory <clears throat> and you can uh, scratch away and find one that fits the best to your your liking. And we've done that and sort of glossed over it, but I want to toast that because that is yeah. our first product in a retail store. Yeah, cheers, man. Congratulations. Don't miss the table. Don't miss the table. Mm-hmm. And on that note... Thank you for listening. We love you all very much. Okay, bye. (laughs) In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.